0: Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie.
1: Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks for joining me. My motivational quote today is actually from the blog Traveling with Your Child with Special Needs. And the quote says, On a journey of discovery with your child, Take every moment to enjoy the ride. Children with special needs give us special gifts, and they seem to share their love so freely. For parents with children with special needs, what alternatives are out there that will aid them in their journey in order so that they can constantly support their kids in any way they can? For those of us who do not have special needs children, how can we contribute and provide support to the many resources available for special needs children? Today, I'm really, really proud and honored to have the business development coordinator of the business school on, on the show today. My guest, her name is Bonnie Preston. By day, Bonnie is a certified insurance counselor with over 30 years of hands-on experience in commercial business and personal insurance coverage. She brings a wealth of insurance knowledge to the table. Bonnie's specialties include providing risk management solutions, identifying and resolving co- coverage deference, deficits, deficits Deficits and educating business owners to assist them in lowering their risk as well as their insurance premiums. Yay. Many years ago, Bonnie happened to work with the rugby school and they were actually her client. After many years being away from the school, she had the opportunity to reconnect with the founder's daughter, whose name is Dolores DeSanto. After speaking with Dolores, Bonnie realized her heart still belonged to the school and the wonderful program and success they have with special needs uh, children and students. Today, I'm really excited to speak with Bonnie about the Rugby School and how we can all get involved to support such a great institution. So Bonnie, thank you so much for being on and taking the time um, to share this very, very important information
2: with us all. Oh, Connie, thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here to be able to talk about the rugby school.
1: Yeah, you know, what we do, I I almost giggle. It was like by day she's, you know, Clark Kent, and by night she wears a cape, <laughs> the Cape Crusader. Uh, but, so I giggle, but really, really when we are passionate about giving back and working with these amazing Um, causes and environments etc it just really really is very moving and we met at a networking event and Body and I started chatting and of course this was the topic how funny that came up um, because clearly you're very passionate about it so I'm I'm just excited to have you on and I'm glad to provide this information because sometimes I think we are unaware of all the um, avenues that are available to us with different situations so my first question actually is about the school itself it's just had its 40th anniversary Um, can you tell us a little bit about the founder and actually how the school got started 40 years ago
2: Uh, Yeah, the founder was John O'Dea DeSanto. Um, He was a special ed teacher up in New York State. And in 1977, he came down to New Jersey, and he felt the need to open a special needs school for children in the Monmouth County area. And the school's located on Belmar Boulevard and Woodfield Avenue in Wall Township. And at the time, the school was a church, and he was renting out space where he first started the school. And over time, he actually purchased the building. The church moved on, and that's where they're still located today. Um, Excuse me. He uh, groomed his daughter, Dolores DeSanto. um, As she came out of college and um, became very involved in the school, she worked with her dad side by side in developing the school and its different programs. And Mr. DeSanto passed about 10 or 11 years ago, and Dolores is now the executive director of the school and is carrying on her dad's mission. That's awesome. How
1: nice is that? Uh, a church, that's interesting. That must be mm-hmm. kind of a beautiful backdrop to the school, right?
2: Well, you know what's interesting is that there, where their stages um, was where the congregation used to meet, and all the seats are pews. So it, it, it's just a wonderful atmosphere, and it has the the angles of the architecture of a church.
1: That's really cool. I think that's really yes. a nice place to learn, huh?
2: Yes, it is. A little
1: divine <laughs> Little divine intervention there, Bonnie, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, every step of the way. Now, what is the population of students that are currently enrolled, and what grade levels do they accommodate?
2: Okay. Our um, maximum population is 120 students. And our student body ranges from second grade uh, through seniors in high school. And then we can actually keep the seniors until the age of 21 in one of our work programs. we usually average probably 110 to 115 students, but wow. our max is 120, so we're usually pretty close to capacity.
1: That's amazing. That's I mean, it's wonderful. It's sad, right, in, in one regard, but it's just so wonderful that there's such a, a local resource for folks um, to get help. The, you said that they have actually an after-high school program, and you can help these kids um, up until the age of 21 how many use that after high school you know facility or program
2: uh, right now I believe we have eight students in the what? foot uh, steps program and they've all graduated and they're in the foot Steps program teaches them how to look for jobs how to interview how to dress um, social skills Um a workplace environment, um, how to handle conflict, uh, the value of money, uh, one of the banks will come in and teach them about the ATM, checking accounts, balancing your checkbook, saving, paying your bills. Uh, we get them prepared to go out into the workplace, and they start out with a four-week program going through all of these steps, and they have their own conference room with executive chairs and a commercial phone system, and um, they get taught all the skills to To go into the workplace and then what we'll do is go out into the community and talk to different business owners about our work program where if they can take them on as an employee if they have an opening um, we have grant money where we will pay their salary we cover their workers uh, comp and their liability and they'll go in and work for this employer for a period of time and you know for three days a week And then two days a week they're back in the classroom reinforcing the skills they're learning. Um, Our hope at the end of the year is that... um the the employer, if they're happy with the student's performance, will take them as a full-time employee. At any time that the business owner feels it's not working, they just pick up the phone and we'll bring the uh, employee back into school until we find another suitable position. And we also have got job coaches that go out with them to help them learn that job and have them progress through it. This is
1: amazing. What a great, great resource. What's the success? I'm just curious of the local businesses. What's the success of the retention of the employee after the trial period that you guys are subsidizing?
2: Um, I don't have that because the program is fairly new. I think they're into their second second year now. And there is a wonderful... um, educator there. Her name is uh, Terry Janicek, and this was her project, and she started it, and she's very hands-on. In fact, she just got the award from the um, Monmouth County Workforce Development Board this year for the Outstanding Education Person of the Year. So, you know, we're very proud of what she has done and this program she's developed. Um, our business owners are very open to this, and mm-hmm. it's just finding the right position for the students abilities and um, yeah yeah, it really is it's a wonderful program and these are for the the students that are not going on to a two or four-year college that will be going out into the workforce Uh, you know what a great way for a local business also to give back
1: truly um, you know to to the grassroots of their backyard I love it that's just that you know hey kudos to those businesses I I think that's um, just amazing and, and I want to say generous because they are getting a valuable employee at the end of this. So I think that's just wonderful. I think generous that they take the opportunity to hire uh, these kids after high school. So that's really, really so nice, right? There's so many nice people out there, Bonnie. I love it. There, now, there I, really are. There, uh, there really are. You know, we I think we we see all the bad stuff on the social media and on the news that we kind of forget. really, 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 there's so many wonderful people out there who really try. I guess try to do the the right thing and give back and all those things. What types of special needs does the rugby school cater to? Is there any limitations?
2: Uh, well, we have um, the full spectrum or the. You know, Autistic spectrum, you know, from low to high functioning. Um, We have specific learning disabilities. We have multiple disabilities. Uh, We have some other health impaired and emotional disabilities. Um, So we don't have that many physical disabilities, um, but we have, the. if we do, we have the capability of handling them. Okay. Um, We do have um, a clinical staff for um, any of the emotional counseling that the Mm -hmm. students need, and we also have um, a psychiatrist for any type of medical needs that they may need. So pretty much we can take, you know, any of the learning disabilities, any type of the autistic spectrum children, and we have the capability to help them progress and, and succeed.
1: Just wonderful to have all of that available on staff is is absolutely remarkable. What or is the school at this point able to customize, depending on the different special needs? Because some people might be listening, Bonnie, and saying, "Oh, yeah, but my you know my kid's not on the spectrum, or he has other issues, blindness, or something like
2: that." Do, can they customize the program? Absolutely. Um, All the teachers and the professional staff um, hold um, specialized certifications for, um, it's called Teacher of Handicapped um, for Students with Disabilities. And there's um, all different types of certifications, master's degrees, and specialty degrees. And the staff is is, um, educated to find their hidden talents and what they are and help develop them. So we can customize their education to what their abilities are. We may have a fourth grader reading at an 11th grade level. I mean, so we have to teach to that that child for the reading at an 11th grade level, but his other subjects maybe have to be taught at that fourth grade level. So, you know, we customize for whatever the child's ability is, we will feed into their strengths and support that and help develop that. You
1: know, what a, what a legacy. That the founder left, and now that his daughter is able to continue to carry the torch, because it, it's needed. You know, I have my I have a cousin who has a child who's on the autistic spe- spectrum, and I know that he goes to um, special schools and stuff like that. So, you know, there these resources, and and the other thing too, Bonnie, I think that there are more and more special needs, or I don't know, you would know the statistic better than than I do, but there there's Seems to be more uh, autistic or, or uh, special needs children every year. Is that is that a true statistic that it goes up?
2: Yes, it is. And um, nationwide, I believe it's one in sixty-three, and in New Jersey, it's one in forty-eight. So we are very high in New Jersey as far as the national average, and we're not quite sure why this is in the state of New Jersey, but we do have a very high percentage of autism and special needs children does you know do they know globally
1: what's causing this increase every year or again it's just one of those anomalies that just seem to happen
2: Nobody's giving straight answers. I I, I think it is an anomaly, and at some point, hopefully, the medical field will, you know, narrow in on what is causing this. You know, they talk about vaccines and things Mm -hmm. like that. I don't know. I don't have that answer. You know, it it could be as
1: simple, Bonnie. You know, years ago, we didn't have the abundance of special needs situation. But then again, we didn't have the technology of the ability to save babies who are extremely premature, or something like that. So it could just be because of technology now that the, the kids are living, which is wonderful, but they have these little uh, deficits due to premature, uh, etc. So just you know, it's interesting. I you know, will we ever have an answer? Who knows? But those statistics are are quite staggering. So again, to have this facility available, and the other interesting thing perspective is that the uh, gentleman who started. The, this was, you know, 40 years ago. Wow. Talk about being progressive in his thinking and generous in spirit to think to even open a school like this, which is so needed in today's, you know, 40 years later. How needed
2: is it? So, wow. Talk about having the foresight. Uh, Mr. DeSanto was an incredible man. He just, he just made a huge impression on me the first time I met him. And when he took me th- for a tour through the school, he knew every child's name. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. And to this day, now his daughter, Dolores DeSanto, knows every child's name also. And it's amazing. I'll be in a meeting with her, and a child will pop its head in and say, can I still have lunch with you today? And she will actually have lunch with individual students. It's amazing.
1: There's so many, yeah. again, just what what a, what wonderful people. You can't say that enough, right? Wow. Uh, we have to take a quick break, Bonnie. When we come back, I, I'm curious as to, you know, they could customize. That's great. What are the typical core programs that they offer across the board that you know the more normal curriculum so let's take a break and then we'll talk about that
0: it's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried-and-true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732 888 1420 or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game.
1: We are back. We are speaking with Bonnie Preston and we're talking about the Rugby School, which is a really special school for special needs kids. And Bonnie happens to be the business development coordinator to help them. I, I would think, Bonnie, right, generate uh funding and stuff like that, as well as uh fundraisers et cetera yes
2: uh yes it's it's too I always look for money uh, <laughs> um <laughs> I do. I look for free money, okay? And some it. of the banks are actually wonderful. They do have foundations that uh, we do apply to. But um, my my job primarily is community awareness, is letting the parents know that they have options. Um, the school districts do a very fine job with the special needs children, but they only can go so far. They have certain limitations. Mm. So if a child is not successful, Seating within a district, the parents need to know there are options out there out out there for these students to, you know, develop and become, you know, individual, self-sufficient adults. And so, you know, it may not be your child; it may be your nephew; it may be um, a business owner you know in town. So. Very fortunate for me in the industry I'm in, I talk to people all day long. So even though I'm out talking to people about their insurance, the rugby school always comes into play because it's just something that I I can discuss because I'm talking about the communities and just what's going on around us.
1: Yeah, it's relevant. It really is, right? It's relevant. Yes, it
2: is. It really
1: is. Bonnie, what type of core curriculum does the school offer?
2: Um, All your basic subjects are exactly what the state requires because they have to meet all the state requirements for these children to graduate and to be promoted each year. But in addition to that, they have um, a visual and performing arts program. They have art education, graphic arts, music, the theater, um, photography um we have a big culinary program we just had one of the chefs on from the food network that he came in and did a demonstration for a day um and we have some such very talented talented musical students um you know so they get all their course classes because they have to have them to graduate but we have all these enrichment classes so that when we find a talent we feed it and we help it grow
1: that's so cool. And I would think the program just keeps growing as different kids come in with different talents that, you know, you say, all right, let's do it. Let's offer it. So I, I think that, the, <laughs> yeah, you know, that they, like no is not an option, right? It's like, yep, we're It's amazing.
2: I you found know, uh, over the weekend I had an opportunity that opened up. Um, I have a lead that I may be able to get a donation of a used baby grand piano. And I'm waiting for the woman to call me because she's down. So I she says, I'm trying to sell it and I only have one more call to make. But if I don't, I'll call you. So I've got my fingers crossed that I can get my hands on this baby grand piano. <laughs> that's cool. That's, that's, that's cool and generous. Connie, that's what I do,
1: okay? <laughs> I have it. You're now going to keep my ears and eyes out for you constantly now. Absolutely, so absolutely. <laughs> she
2: needs money. <laughs> she needs baby grand pianos. <laughs> That's right. Anything I can to get for the school, I go after. Yeah,
1: I love it. it, it now, the, you talked about the funding a little bit through fundraisers, and you go out and you try to generate and, and get donations. But is the school funded by the state as well?
2: I, I just want to make sure I'm it's clear but, on that. Okay. The, the, the students are funded by the district. Okay, when a child oh, okay. goes out of district, the school has to pay the tuition to the school; it's set by the state, and uh, they have to provide the transportation for the student to and from school. Okay, that's amazing. So that's how that's how they get their funding. Um, but all the extra things, the running of the school, and at their extra programs, there, there's. Um, you know there are enrichment programs uh, all that is done by fundraising and it, it's all there's um, a fund called Friends of Rugby where they'll take donations you can buy a brick at the school and have a family name and you know honor a family member and things like that um, so that's why we look for you know foundation and grant money we have the grant money to help with the Footloose pro, or the Footsteps program and you know, I look for money wherever I can find it or donations. You know, I, you know, I got donations for turkeys for some of the families at Christmas, no, Thanksgiving. And um that's just how we do it. Yeah, t- right. It takes it really does take a village, isn't that the truth? What- yes, it is. And again, this Terry, Terry, Terry Janasek, um, who heads the um, the workforce program, she does the grant writing. I mean, she's phenomenal with that. Awesome. So well, she, that's she another skill. For a lot of grants. Yep, yeah, that's, absolutely. That's another
1: skill to be able to write them, to be able to generate the grants. What
2: type of longevity,
1: you know, is there with the teachers? You know, do they stick around?
2: Oh most of the teachers there have been there 20 25 plus years. I mean once they come they stay. They stay and they're wonderful. And it, it's you see some of the teachers are getting older then you have a whole new younger staff coming in. So there's such, there's a big diversity of you know that they they come and they stay and then we get the new teachers in and they stay. So it it's there's a they put their heart and souls into it every day. I these teachers are just phenomenal and the patience and and what they look for and how they nurture these students and it it's just it's wonderful. Every time I walk out of school I feel so good.
1: Yeah. It's a calling, right, Bonnie? That's that's beyond just going it is to school it for is a calling from, yes. yeah, yes. that's
2: it that's a calling for these yes. people. Yeah. Yep.
1: And they're sharing the gift with, you know, yay, <laughs> that's fabulous. <laughs> now, we have a few minutes left. So parents who actually have special needs, maybe maybe babies that aren't in a school district yet, how can they determine what options they have and how does the rugby school help them as a resource, even just from an information standpoint?
2: Well, we usually don't get the children till second grade. So... Um, the parents that have special needs children early I normally what happens is the head start programs kick in or if they're in daycare or they're in a, a nursery environment or a preschool um, all these educators are trained to recognize certain special needs or disabilities and the testing will begin and um, they may start in the public school education in kindergarten with some type of um, supplementary ed or a special needs program and it takes till about second grade to see whether it, it's working within the district or they have to go outside the district um, with the babies I don't know where they start at that point you know I'm, I'm starved I'm really at the second grade level and yeah. up yeah. so and you know
1: it's I don't have that answer. It's, but here's the thing, and, and it's interesting. I have, my older son has um, a little auditory processing issue, and so it's kind of ironic. I just saw uh, it was my mom's 88th birthday, and I went and got the cake down the street at the bakery, and I run into his preschool teacher, uh, Mrs. Krupe, and she recognized me of all things, right? So we're chatting, and he was a summer baby, and my first child and in her he, you know, at the end you speak with the teacher about should they move on to kindergarten in the district or should they do pre-k at and this would happen to be tower hill and red bank and so she said to me he's really not ready. He re- you know, he's the oldest, he's a summer baby, he's a boy. So I really, you know, I really think you should do the pre-K here. So of course, what did I know, right? New mom, first kid. I'm like, all right, you know, you know better than me. You've been doing this 30 years. Well, net and net, it was the best thing I ever did. And, and we were talking about that when I saw her at the bakery. Um, when he got to the Holmdale School District, which happens to be really, really good for kids with any type of special needs or classifications. So in, in first grade, he did in kindergarten, you know, half day kindergarten. First grade, the teacher was amazing, Mrs. McDonald, and she called me over Christmas and she said, you know, I know he did pre-K, I know he's one of the older ones in the class, but there's something. He's on, he's off, he's on, he's off, and I'm not really sure what it is. That's not my expertise, but I think we should have him tested in the school. Uh, again, what do I know? I say, you know what? I'm in your hands. Let's do it. Uh, get again during that uh, end of his first his first uh, grade, you know, from January through June, they tested him and. And in September... Uh, second grade, interesting that you mentioned that second grade, they, were, they did realize that he had a very slight auditory processing uh, issue and that if he was listening to the teacher, he heard the beginning and end and missed the middle and that's why when she would ask him questions, he would make stuff up because he had no idea, he didn't process all of the detail so second grade, that first second grade is really where things I think start to show where the deficits are and I just, I, I will say, my son happens to be a great success story. And I, I really, uh, Homedell did a fabulous job from a special needs standpoint with um, just helping him in class support, et cetera. And now he's in college and he's thriving. So, you know, the, oh, at the wonderful. end of all of this, there if you put your kid in the right place, there really is, there really is answers and they they provide him with the tools to be able to function at an extremely high level. So, you know, he yes. doesn't get any special um Uh, offerings at college he's you know he's him and he's thriving so you know knock on wood the the schools really do provide and here you know rugby school is just another example of that um i have one more question oh go ahead you wanted to say something
2: i just wanted to say the districts all the districts really do a really fine job and we're only getting the ones that they're not succeeding with that they need more okay but the districts they do do a good job they really I do, have to you say know. That, Again, yeah. I
1: uh, personally speak, and you know, Home Dell knocked it out of the park for my kids. So, you know, it, oh, thank you, I thank had you, the same you.
2: thing with Middletown Township. I had a success also because yeah, so, one of mine, mine had some learning disabilities. So, yeah. yes. Thank you. We
1: say thank you a million times, <laughs> Just, right? And look at them now, thriving. That's that's all you yes. want as a parent. Now, for folks yep. that are interested in helping or getting involved or donating, you know, baby grand pianos and the like, how can and how can they contribute to continue to, to support the rugby school so they thrive, you know, over the next 40, 40 100 years, let's say?
2: Um, we, we take any type of, um, you know, monetary donations or, you know, would just be made out to the rugby school, you know, any type of donation, you know, a gift, you know, at like Christmas, you know, even if it's $50 is, is, is wonderful. Um, or to buy one of our Memorial bricks it, mm-hmm. it goes into our friends of rugby. Um, you know, I usually go out, people are used to hearing me talk and letting people know what the needs are of the school and things like that. We don't run any regular fundraisers. It's something I want to look into mm-hmm. to help the school along a little bit. But I'll reach out into the community for other professionals to talk to a parent support group. That helps support us. Um, You know, different chiropractors have um, highly successful practices with um, autistic children. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's there's many community um, organizations around that um, have things going for special needs children. So I reach out to them. So there's... Just the community being aware that they're there and um, knowing that there are alternatives for these children. And the biggest thing I have to say, Connie, is for the parents to recognize there is an issue, there is a problem, and to address it. Don't go into denial, okay? Understand there is help out there. Get it early. These kids can be successful, independent people, and they just need the right path. You know what's interesting, Bonnie, that you said that when when my son
1: again this first grade, and they were testing him et cetera, et cetera, and i I said to the teacher they, that you have to sign stuff, and they said, you know will you allow him to be pulled out and extra help blah, 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 blah. and i I'm, I'm like, of course." And they, they, I guess my reaction, and I said, well, who wouldn't say yes? And they said that there's a lot of parents who go into denial and won't put their children yeah. in the program because they're classified and they're getting pulled out and they want to, don't want them to be stigmatized. And you want to hear the funniest thing? My son was never teased. No one ever asked him, why do you keep getting pulled out? Because at different times during the day, a million kids were getting pulled out because we live in uh, Homsaw, which is a very high Asian and Indian population so they were getting pulled out for English as a second language who was getting pulled out for whatever so it was this constant flow in the classroom that was so normal no one even questioned it so really really just don't put your head in the sand. it's dangerous and again your your child my child we have these great success stories so why why would you bury your head when there's so many resources that can help your kid with early intervention? And my son actually outgrew most of the services once he got into high school. Um, you know, he would get notes and stuff like that. But that was it. Like, he didn't have modified tests anymore. So they really do grow with the child. Um, yeah, don't bury your head. I, I didn't even think of that, Bonnie. But thank you for mentioning that because the resources are there. Use them. Let's, let's not be foolish, right? Um, we're actually out of time, Bonnie. What I will do for anybody that is interested in sharing, donating or giving, you know, baby grand pianos and the like, <laughs> I will put your email address, which is be Preston, be like Bonnie, Preston at the rugby school.org. On the website, guys, so if you're driving, please don't write that down. I will post it, and you guys can backlink and get in touch with Bonnie directly. Also, if you have stories or, or you need help with your business, etc., you can email me directly at Connie at and also you can go to my website, uh, WhitmanAssos.com, as well. Um, Bonnie, thank you again for just being an inspiring guest and for sharing what a beautiful story. And I hope that this uh, inspires people to give back whatever that means to them, because I do think it's important that we're constantly uh, seeking relevant and important ways uh, to give back. So thank you so much for sharing your time with us.
2: Oh, Connie, thank you for having us and thank you for letting me talk about my passion, the rugby school at Woodfield. Thank you yeah, so much. I love much.
1: it. It's um, beautiful, beautiful, a beautiful job. I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that change is possible and really often uh, times so much easier than we think and realize that there's resources out there um, to help with that change, whatever perspective you're coming from. Um, thank you again. And Bonnie, and thank you all for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on WebTalkRadio.net. Thank you all. Have an inspired week, everyone.
0: You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here.